What's up, everybody? This is Keith from the Bronx Lounge. Thanking you for tuning in to today's episode as Cav and I break down all things Yankees baseball and have a great time. Check us out on all social platforms at the Bronx Lounge for daily Yankee content and to join the awesome community we hope to build. We hope you enjoy this episode just as much as we enjoy making it. And without further ado, sit back, relax, and let's talk some Yankees in the Bronx Lounge. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bronx Lounge Podcast. Yankees take two out of three from the Texas Rangers over the weekend. A really good baseball team, especially offensively. The Yankees get the job done. A come-from-behind victory, a shutout, a tough loss. The series kind of had it all. Keith, how are we feeling? Good afternoon, Cav. Um, I feel good, honestly. That was pretty cool. Uh, you really you showed out in a pretty big way. Um, nothing more you could say. Just, I mean, not your best display of baseball, but you, you got through. You got through the series um, against against one of the best teams in baseball right now. So, I mean, that's cool, and um, that definitely helps you. You know, going on with maybe the wild card race in the future. You know, with Houston could probably heat up, and you know whatever happens. But, um, you know, that's a that's a huge series win right there, and uh, a lot of positives to take out of it, and a lot of a lot of interesting uh, a lot of interesting stuff, uh, kind of like behind the scenes to go about it too. But um, yeah, a lot of thing a lot of things that went on this weekend that uh, that were highlights. Oh yeah, and definitely good to see some of the guys in the lineup have a couple of bigger moments. I don't want to say big series, but bigger moments. And hopefully, you know, the beginning of, you know, something better for this offense. And we'll talk, you know, obviously a lot more in depth about. Cav, I want to, I want to ask you, uh, how you, how, how do you feel after this series? Actually? I just want to, um, to be honest with you, I feel pretty good. Actually. I feel a little bit better than I did after the mirror series, not just because Texas is a good team, but how they won these two games. And even in game one, you know, obviously we'll talk about it in more depth, but they had, you know, a big opportunity to win that game. They lost it with the bullpen. The bullpen's been really good for them. So, you know, you're going to have that from time to time. I felt like in all three of these games, you know, they gave themselves, a you know, a good opportunity to win. And then again, you know, we did see some guys that, you know, we've been waiting to see go have some bigger moments in this series, which was definitely, you know, important you know, for me at least. So, you know, I won't, I don't want to say that I'm all the way there. I don't want to say that I feel, you know, like the offense is back by, by any means, but no. I do definitely feel a little bit better about, you know, where we stand after this series, as opposed to, you know, take it two out of three to start the week uh, at home against the Mariners. hundred percent, man. And how do you feel right now, man? We just got finished with a nice nine hole at a, uh, at Forge Pond, man. That was, that was a fun morning. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, long, long last, uh, you know, 12 to 16 hours for me. Yeah. Nice long poker night last night after a nice yes, wine tasting with the uh with the family yesterday and then we did do a quick nine holes um how's the wine tasting at the links the the wine tasting was pretty good um you know uh, obviously you know too much wine in the system but <laughs> did you drive or uh i didn't um no did not drive so we were able to uh we were able to drink yeah. up get get as much as we needed in. it was a lot of fun i ended up spending a little bit more money than i wanted to on wine but hey a wine drunk's a good drunk man it is a good drunk, indeed. It is. Yeah. It is. It's a little underrated, yeah. in my. Opinion. It is, but yeah, no. Then we had a nice poker night, and then, a, and then a very short sleep right to uh, right to golf, and that was, that was a pretty hectic, pretty hectic uh, couple hours. 
But, yeah, um, I think I think all of us slept probably in between two and three hours last night. <laughs> so me, so yeah, me, so you know, we're running on a little bit of fumes right now. I don't know if yes, you know, a little bit of a late schedule. We were going, we were planning on doing it. Uh, we were planning on posting this Sunday afternoon, um, but as you know, plans. Um, but we were we were able to get it out before um, before the next series. So that's all that matters. Um, but let's get into some housekeeping real quick. This is a big one. Um, so we finally kind of get an answer now, um, and this is this is crucial. Uh, Aaron Judge, we've been finally. It's been weeks that you know. It's kind of been hinted that it's just the toe toes bothering him. He doesn't know. Nobody knows. Boone never gave us a straight answer. He wants to get out there. We finally know now. Torn ligament. Um, and there's no timetable to that. Um, you're looking at probably two months. Um, maybe like a late August return, September possibly. Like, and that's, you know, unless he unless he really pushes through it and kind of because I know Aaron Judge is the guy that wants to pl- uh, play through pain because I mean he's a He's a warrior like that, but um, I mean, you're looking at a pretty long timetable because I mean that affects a lot too. I mean, that's his right toe, his swing, his you know running. That you know that's a lot on him. So I mean, that's that's crucial, dude. Yeah, and I keep making you know the joke with you. I don't recall if we talked about it on the podcast at all, but there were a lot of people when you know he initially went down that were saying things like you know second game of the Mets series or the two game Mets series, you know that he that he might be back. You know, as, as soon as his 10 days is up on the IL, he'll be back. He'll be, he'll be good to go. And, you know, not to, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but I, I kind of felt like there was more to this because, you know, they were being pretty quiet about this. And, you know, as Yankee fans, we're, we're starting to become, like, accustomed to how, you know, this this front office operates with things like this. And they weren't, like you said, they, they weren't giving us straight answers. So... You know, you had to feel like there was a little bit more. Why would he constantly, you know, still be in pain at this point? Why would he need two PRP injections if it, you know, if it was just, you know, a bruise or something a little bit minor? Like, obviously, if, you know, this much is going into this injury, there was obviously more to it. So is this is this a shock to me? No, and I don't think it's really a shock to you either, but it's definitely a blow because we've seen, you know, how this offense has been constructed with him out of the lineup. And for the people that thought that this was, you know, kind of a short-term thing until he comes back, they're mistaken because this is going to be what the team looks like moving forward right now. I mean, this is this is the Yankees' offense as we see it right now. Obviously, guys, you know, can start to perform a little bit better, and, you know, there are a lot of things to talk about within the lineup itself. But the guys you see are the guys you're going to get right now because, you know, like you said, there is still no timetable on Judge's return. He's got the torn ligament. They just signed him to the huge contract. He just got named the captain. I don't anticipate them even rushing him back. So to me, this is going, you know, to be a really long recovery, longer than a lot of people thought. And again, it didn't truly shock me, but it's still, you know, obviously it's a big blow to this to, the, to this team. No, hundred percent. I mean, that's where we can just. Thankfully, we had we got Bader back because if it wasn't for him right now, I mean, because I mean the offense has looked significantly better um, with Bader back. Uh, it's looked you know more like confident, I guess you could say. I don't know something something with a little more boost now that Bader now that Bader's back. So um, it's glad that we have him back. But I, yeah, I mean it's crucial because you know this team's suffering without him, and you know you look at all the stats of, with without him on this team. It's just the, the comparisons is brutal. Um, so yeah, it's crucial, man. 
so we're really I mean we really have no timetable for Judge and and sense. Do you think it's a bad look that he you know was the one who had to come out and you know say this to the media? Do you think it should have been? You know, Boone or Cashman or you know, or some sort of PR team, right? Yes, I, I, one hundred percent. Yes, I do think it was. Uh, that's like actually a good point. I do think it was. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I mean, I, I mean, I wonder if I, I wonder if anyone just even knew. Like, I like I, I don't know. I feel like you have to know at one point torn ligaments. I don't think I don't think it takes two weeks to find that out. I mean, especially like, especially if you're a major league player like him, you're getting checked out every single day. Like you got, you, they're telling me you couldn't figure that out in two weeks. So they had to have known. I, I don't know. Maybe I just, I don't understand it, but yeah, I mean, it's a slippery slope because if there was that much swelling in the toe and you know, that they needed the two PRP injections, maybe they didn't know the whole time that, you know, there was a torn ligament in the toe because of the swelling. They, they actually, you know, maybe they were being truthful to some extent where they did need some of that swelling to go down to where they could go in and reassess. But I, but, I, but I don't see how it would have taken this long, to your point, to, to find that out. So I do think at least for, you know, some time now, they've kind of known that this was, you know, either the case or it was, you know, gearing towards being the case. And they kind of, you know, withheld that because, I mean, really, since he went down, we haven't had a timetable at all from when he's no. going to be back. They threw him on the 10-day IL initially, and that was really the only timetable that they gave us because they haven't said anything about, you know, where he's moving. They said, you know, you know, earlier this week that, you know, he was he was doing the light throwing and hitting, but there's really been no timetable for his return. So uh, it is a slippery slope. I'm not sure if, you know, I'm not saying that the organization's totally in the wrong, but we've seen them deal with injuries in this way before. It's very frustrating as fans and as media because we don't, you know, truly get the full answers, you know, that we're looking for. But just interesting and obviously a huge blow, you know, every single day that Judge is, you know, still out for this team is is a huge blow. So, and I mean, granted, we're not doctors, so I mean, obviously, we don't know what exactly could happen. I mean, or could have happened. So I mean, I like there could have been, you know, nerve damage got in the way. I don't know. Some I don't know how I don't know how that works. So, I mean, um. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm. I mean, I, I mean, judge judge goes down for a little bit, but at least we have some big guys coming back. If you want to break into that, man. Yeah, the you know we're really starting to get close to Rodon coming. To, you know, finally seeing him in pinstripes here. Uh, yesterday, you know, went four shut piece uh, in his second rehab start in the minors. Uh, didn't give up a run. Only one hit. Four strikeouts in four innings threw a ton of strikes I think like 80% of his pitches he threw were strikes so he threw a ton of strikes and he had a he did have a couple quotes after the game he said today was really good I feel like that was pretty close to normal so I feel like you know he feels and you know we all feel as fans now that we're getting really close to finally seeing Rodon and I did see you know a couple of tweets you know from fans like can he hit can he hit like we don't really need pitching right now and and I get I get where you're I, you know I get where they're coming from, but you always need pitching number one and number two. I mean, you signed this guy to a huge contract. You haven't seen him in pinstripes yet, so it is definitely like you said a really good sign. You know to hear that you know he has this good of an outing, he feels good, and I, I'm sure they're going to go probably one more rehab start for him because I'm sure they want to ramp him up a little bit more. I think he threw 46 or 48 pitches, so I'm sure they're going to want to get him you know a little bit closer up to you know 60, 65 before they bring him up. But obviously, a, a good sign in the right direction. He feels good and he feels normal, and that's what we wanted to hear. Hey man, I mean, fifty. Uh, this was last game he threw 48, 49. Yeah. Yesterday. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, fifty pitches in four innings. I mean, that's that's all you can ask for. I mean, in in some rehab starts, and uh, they were saying that his fastball was clocking around like ninety five. So 
I mean, he looks good. And I saw, uh, I saw one. I think it was like a changeup that he just. He looked. It was filthy that he just. He killed someone on. It was either that or his cutter. But um, uh, yeah, man, Rodon. Yeah, we you know hopefully. Hopefully he comes back uh, in in a good shape that we need him. Nestor Cortez as well. We need him to come back soon. Uh, he's also a big piece of this rotation. What do we got on Nestor? Yes, uh, so Nestor's still throwing. Boone said um, he's about a week away from throwing on a mound, so we're getting closer. You know, we talked about this right when he went down, and they said he was going to be out two weeks. He was going to be shut down for two weeks. And I, told, I said on the pod that if he's shut down for two weeks, there's going to be at least a two-week ramp-up period. So we're not going to see him for a month. So we're, we're in the middle of the ramp-up period now, which is good. So you kind of want us to start seeing, you know, this little progress. Like, you know, you might think, what's the big deal of, you know, him throwing versus throwing on a mound? But, the, you know, this is the this is the cycle that they put these guys through. So to see him, you know, getting close to graduating to the next level is a good thing. Obviously, might not be, the, you know, the biggest thing in the world. You know, we don't have to spend 30 minutes on it. But, you know, like you said, Nestor is a you know is a big part of this rotation so you know for him to be going one step closer as well you know for a pitching staff that has been really good two of these guys are really starting to work you know towards coming back here no yeah, yeah definitely man and uh I mean really all the pitching it looks like the pitching's kind of coming together and I mean Ian Hamilton's also coming back um as well it should be back any day um so that's good but um the pitching I mean any more additions to a pitching staff who had a hell of a hell of a performance this weekend man um there's a lot to break into about that. Let's. Uh, there's a. There's another. There's another big thing, but we'll kind of break into that more towards game three. But uh, let's 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 go into game one a little bit. Um, Clark, uh, he looked good. I, I thought he looked good. Um, he just. He you know he got he got unfortunate plays that happened towards him. Uh, IKF just misplayed a ball. Thankfully, it didn't cost anything. But um, you know. A lot of ground balls. That's a big thing about Clark, man. He uh, that sinker really saves him. Uh, a lot of ground balls there, but um, I thought Clark looked good. I thought, yeah, I thought this was honestly, I thought this was Clark's best start of the year because it, watching the start, I finally, you know, was able to see him start to find a way to get guys out. We've seen so far with Clark this year, even through the good and the bad, that he will get ahead a lot of hitters early. He likes to work ahead. But then once he was getting ahead early on in the year, he was having a hard time finding that put-away pitch. And he was going to that cutter versus lefties. They were starting to mash it. Then he was going to the sweeper. He wasn't able to, you know, get it going with that. Now I feel like he's starting to figure out how to put guys away. And I, I saw multiple times early on in this outing where he got ahead 0-2, 1-2 on a hitter right away and didn't mess around with him. You know, was able to get him out, you know, quickly and – is finally to me starting to find that put away pitch for him in 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 favorable counts, which I think is super important because I think that limit limits a lot of you know the two strike damage that kills starters you know in outings. I missed up my play. IKF actually did cost a run on that. He did. He cost on that miss up. I, I I messed that up. Yes, he did cost a run. Um, and I was yeah. I mean that's he got he got he got screwed over. And that's and I mean that sucks. Um, but yeah, yeah. You were telling me you're telling us throw uh, the the put away pitch and that's something that's just going to keep developing over time you know he's he's young man and i mean against a great offense like that you know he had seager simeon to go against and i mean i mean a couple good games by them but you know he really he really held it on his own just and then you know the the bullpen really gave it up at the end i mean not a lot of offense not a lot of offense again i mean your only your only scoring was off of outs rbi outs so i mean you know you can't uh, mckinney rbi ground out who 
Um, McKinney, that's a big name to talk about in this series as well. Um, but you know, a McKinney ground out and a and a Higgy Higgy sack flyer only runs, and then King. That's an also that's also another discussion to have. Um, gave up the two run homer to Dolas Garcia. His sweeper's been a bit of a problem, hanging that completely in the zone. But um, also another big thing to touch on. I don't know if you're about to go into that right now. Sorry. Yeah, no. Let me just touch on King real quick, and then I'll let you go into whatever you wanted to go into. Yeah, we, we talked about on the last pod the hanger that he gave to Teoscar Hernandez in the Mariners series that, you know, if Teoscar connected with that, you know, that completely costs them a game. Pretty much the same pitch he threw with Dolis. It, it wasn't middle-middle like the other one was, but it was a hanger, and Adolis didn't miss it. And, you know, King, you know, kind of redeemed himself later on in the series, but coming out of game one, I was starting to really worry about King. I started looking, you know, deep into the numbers. His all of his numbers in June are pretty horrendous compared to, you know, his 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 stats in, you know, the earlier months. So definitely that sweeper like you talked about hanging that. He he's done that twice now in big spots back in back-to-back series. Yeah, he has a <clears throat> let's see. He had he had a 703 ERA before his game 3 his game 3, which he did good in game 3. Um but before that he had a 703. So in June, and, and I believe and, he had an ERA in the ones in April, May, and April. Now it's at yeah, now it's at three oh seven in total. Yeah. So um, yeah, he was at one forty in or one seventy two in April and one eighty in May, and then now he's at a six nine seven. So um, yeah, I mean a pretty pretty rough month for for King. Good thing he had a nice outing in Game Three, but yeah, I mean that sweeper just. Once again, hung in the zone. Um, he's had a really rough few outings where all of his pitches just keep. He just he's getting hit around, um, you know. And it's a bad stretch for King, and it sucks because I know literally last month, a couple weeks ago, actually, we were talking about how he was the number one guy we trusted, and now it's completely shifted to where, where we want where we need Clay Holmes into a game. Which Clay Holmes also he also um, he also uh, gave up the lead in this game um, off the double and the single. So, I mean. You know, not not the best bullpen performance in game one, and that's you know, it's I mean you're gonna have those games, but it's unfortunate that it came at that time. Oh yeah, and I mean, you know, like every every single bullpen in baseball is gonna blow games. So yeah. like you know, when if it happens from time to time, you can't really you know you kind of just have to you know deal with it as a baseball fan. And that's you know we're kind of spoiled. We have you know the best bullpen by ERA in baseball. They've been really really good all year long. But yeah, you're totally right. This was a game where Clark pitched really well the offense didn't do much but put the bullpen in position to go out and win the game and you know the big guys couldn't do it clay couldn't do it um and neither could king so another another crucial thing uh i mean ikf man a lot of praise for him you know doing his thing this year but dude what was that man i don't so he stole second and then he just didn't realize he was safe I guess he just didn't look, or I guess, I don't know. I don't know, but he thought he was out, and he just walked off, and then he got and he got tagged out. So, I don't, I, dude, like, it was, that would have been one out with a runner on second. I mean, Trevino popped up next pitch, but it's like, one out runner on second. I mean, different story now. I mean, you can at least, you know, different, it could be different momentum. I don't know, but like, you know, you just completely, you completely wasted a, an opportunity right there. Oh, yeah, totally. And it, it changes the Trevino at bat. I mean, if there's a guy on second with one out in a close game like that, that totally might change the approach of Trevino. We've seen Trevino will change his approaches to try to put the ball in play, maybe slap it the other way from time to time in big spots like that. 
that completely changes Trevino's at bat. So, you know, you could definitively say that there's, you know, a good chance that Trevino's at bat ends differently if IKF's at second base. So obviously just a complete, you know, mental blunder. And, you know, you you were pretty annoyed about that one. I was more annoyed with the with the with the play in center field. Because I, I to be honest with you, I didn't put a ton of, you know, the blame on that one on Volpe. You know, obviously Volpe could have went out and caught that ball, but that's the center fielder's ball. And I've been, I've been, we've been saying this. IKF is just not a center fielder. That was, there was a 95% catch probability for IKF on that ball. Doesn't catch it. It just drops. Leads to a run. He's done really good things in the utility role this year, but this game was not good for him because, the, you know, we talk about how you know he's a good base runner. We like him out there on the bases. He's got some speed. He makes the blunder. We've been, you know, saying that, you know, he's okay in the corners. We're fine with him in the corners of the outfield. But in center field, he just he's he's just not ready to play center field. And they continue to throw him in center field. And the biggest problem that I have with this is they pinch hit Bader later in this game. So if you have a gold glove center fielder in Harrison Bader and you don't you don't you're not giving him a full day off because they're pinch hitting him later. So you're not giving him a full day off. He pinch hit later, and then he played center field after he pinch hit. Why aren't you just playing him? If you're going to give him a day, give him a full day. For you to put IKF in center, let him make that huge mistake that leads to a run, and then bring Bader back in later, to me, makes no sense. And they also, and they also, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, you haven't, so there's a whole thing about Josh Donaldson right now, but why would you pinch hit Billy McKinney? I mean, I get the, I, I understand the analytics, lefty on righty, I understand all that. But but McKinney has been absolutely on fire. Donaldson has done absolutely nothing, and you pinch hit him in the tenth. I mean, like McKinney, like dude, McKinney's been the guy this year who has been the spark plug. Like he's been the guy where he's just like something gets it's like some like he's been like the Greg like Greg Allen in twenty one man like like Vela- or like Velasquez in twenty one man like he, like you know they got the guy that just bumps someone up. You know, Oswaldo was kind of like that guy last year. You know, like when we had that little shitty stretch in August and then Oswaldo came up and, you know, all right, you know, cool swagger. Like we have some rookies now. And then, you know, like I feel like that's the same thing with McKinney. You know, he's the guy that starts something up with a base hit or like, you know, gets us going with a nice play. Um, and then, you know, you just like you're bringing Josh Donaldson. Like why? Yeah, there's just it, it's it's stupid. I mean, McKinney's been your best hitter. And, you know, I, we've seen Boom do this. He did this with Hicks. He did this with Gallo. He's trying. He's trying to give Donaldson a jump start. He's trying to energize him, give him a spark. But in that spot, McKinney's been your best hitter. I totally agree. I thought it was a really stupid. I don't care about the left. But Donaldson but has if, the ability to hit either side. But if you're gonna do, if you're gonna, like, if you're gonna try and give him a jump start, then why would you bench him for the next two games? I mean, because that's the that's the whole that's the whole point. Yeah, you know, like that that's the whole like that's the whole that's the whole thing that doesn't make sense. It's a good point. And. I don't know. I don't know. And that's a whole thing to break into. Um, but game one was just frustrating. Uh, a lot of frustrations get out. But Clark had a good game. There's really um, really nothing much there. Um, but uh, let's get into game two. I mean, game two, also not really much from the offense. But not really much from the offense on either side. And there's there's a huge reason for that. And and finally, man, thank, thankfully, it's been a long, it's been a long two weeks of of a, of a bad few four days, uh, uh, five day starts. And, uh, Sevy finally had, Sevy finally had a good, good start, man. Uh, what do you Six innings? Um, no earned. I mean, four strikeouts, dude. That's all you could ask for. 
that's a great sign. And I mean, fastball clocking out at 98. I mean, that's, that was vintage Seve right there. Oh yeah. And I mean, he, he got bailed out in the first inning and after that he was in total control. Uh, you know, he get, he had gave up a couple walks in the first inning and then that base hit, uh, to Bowers and right. And I guess absolutely horrible send by the third base coach for Texas. Just, he was dead to rights. The second the ball got to Bowers in right field, Bowers didn't even have to make a perfect throw, which he did, but he didn't even have to. Like, it was such a bad send. Sevy got totally bailed out, and then after the first inning, he was complete lockdown. I mean, that that's the Sevy that we're used to seeing. The guy was in total control of the whole start after the first inning. He went six innings, which we haven't seen in a little bit. I mean, really good start for Sevy. Definitely encouraging. Oh, 100%. I mean, like I said, it's been a brutal couple weeks of just not – good starts i mean and i mean you after that after the dodgers start i mean after those it was kind of it was kind of like progressing towards a little bit better of starts but not really great starts you know not starts that we needed but and then now we finally get that and i mean not only sevy but the entire pitching staff i mean the bullpen went nail shut i mean coming in for the next four innings i mean you can shout out everyone wandy wandy wandy's been struggling that's someone that's someone to talk about this game. Um, but Marnaccio and Clay, man, I mean, they hold it down. Um, but yeah, Sevy, Sevy, man, that's that. There's nothing more you can ask ask for that after after a bad few starts. And oh, I'm sorry, that's a that's a, nothing you can ask for for a bad for the past few starts. Um, but you know, it's it's great to see him back, and hopefully that just hopefully that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, you touched on it. What a job by Marinaccio. The guy hadn't pitched in five days, comes out. He's obviously rusty because he hasn't pitched in, you know, pretty much a week. He walks two guys right away. And then, you know, he just completely nuts up. The fastball up in the zone looked good, which I haven't seen him, you know, totally use, you know, a ton to his advantage at this point in his, you know, young career with the Yankees. But, you know, in this start, he got a dolus on, you know, a beautiful fastball up in the zone. The changeup was dirty you know, really figured it out and just um, just uh, absolutely fired me up to see uh, to see Marinaccio go in there and after walk, walking a couple guys in the ninth inning in a one nothing ball game, just completely lock it down after that. I mean, and to your point, I mean, Canely looked really good. Wandy, again, struggled, but, you know, Boone pulled him early. I loved the pull by Aaron Boone, yes. to be honest with you. You could, you could tell that Wandy still doesn't have it, whether it's fatigue or he's dealing with something or it's mechanical. Whatever the case may be, I'm not going to kill him. But he obviously didn't have it, and you let him face the minimum. He let two guys on. Even though he got the strikeout, you take him out. They were able to get out of the jam, and they come unscathed with a shutout. And I thought Boone did a really good job of managing the bullpen in this game, too. Yes, 100%. Um, let's um, – let me see. How much – how many pitches? How much pitches – how many pitches does Seve pitch that game? Because I know – I think he I think he did go pretty high. I can because, check, but I believe it was ninety eight. If, if I'm right, off was it ninety eight? All right, because I was because I didn't because I only watched the first few and then I I don't know I, I missed I missed I missed the last couple uh, like mid middle innings. But uh, yeah, I mean I would have probably I was gonna say because I mean probably would have left seven in. See if we got seven if you're really gonna shut out. But um, yeah, I mean great game. 95. I mean ninety five. All right, but yeah, um. I mean, you got your one run off of the man who's you got the hot bat. Who I mean, pretty much sticks the middle finger up right at Aaron Boone and just says, you know, should not have pinch hit me. Um, gets uh, gets the gets the home run, the only run of the game, and that was pretty much it. Um, still kind of concerning. Not really, you know, any any hits. So that's bad. Um, but it's cool. Uh, 
it's cool to hopefully see Sevi go in the right direction. And, uh, yeah, it's breaking to game three. Yeah, let's do it. Game three was the best game of the series. Let's break into before game three. Before game three. Let's do it. Set us up. Well, game three, I don't know. That was interesting. So, I mean, I, I got a tweet. Brian Brian Hoke, I think it's I think it's Hoke. Yeah, it is Hoke. Uh, Hoke, he tweeted. Um, he was like, Aaron Boone, he has not showed up to the pregame press conference. He's 17 minutes late. Um, then there was another report. Now it's a half hour late. And then a couple seconds later, oh, he was now seen walking out of his office with Josh Donaldson. It's a pregame talk with Josh Donaldson. So now, what does that have? What does that create? Well, that just creates every single Yankee fan to think he's getting DFA'd. DFA. And you know what? There's there was hope. There was you know there was desire. There was you know there was some, there was some little you know there was some little maybe. Maybe that maybe that was the conversation, but I you know you also got to take in consideration that they've obviously kept it they've obviously kept it a hundred percent that they're going to they they want to they want to keep this guy the third baseman for long, for the for the year. I understand we, they obviously don't listen to us, so I mean whatever we think it's it's you know they're not DFAing him they're not they're obviously just trying to talk to him because he's in a bad str- struggle. They did it with Hicks. They're, they would they would do the same thing with Judge and Stanton if they're in their stretches. I'm sure like they've had their talks with Stanton at, like when he got plastered in 2018 for no reason, but you know like it was just a talk maybe just a pregame. Um, but yeah, I mean that it was it was interesting really uh, that it was really that dramatic. I don't know. I, probably not really so dramatic as what I made it slash what everyone made it to be, but it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, the Twitter frenzy was crazy. I mean, five minutes, like you said, five minutes beforehand, everybody thought that Donaldson was getting DFA'd, and then five minutes later, Boone goes out, you know, to his presser, finally makes it, and says that Donaldson's going to play more than ever, you know, and and they're confident and they're on the same page. So definitely ironic, you know, obviously, like you said, joking around, but there are are a lot of Yankee fans that, you know, were kind of, you know, hoping that that was what it was going to be. Do you know what Boone said? Boone said something like, "Where or I think they both said something along the same lines, where they're like, we just want to, like, we're on the same page and, like, yep, something they, like that. They said that they're on the same page. They're hoping to get him going offensively. And, you know, Boone made it very clear to say that Donaldson will play a lot for us. Well, that's unfortunate. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I don't even know. Just, then then you benched him. Then you benched him for two games straight. I don't, or for three games straight. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't understand it. What are you doing with them? I mean, well, that's know. yeah, that's the weirdest part about it because he didn't start any of these games. He came in and pinch hit in game one, like we talked about, and then he did not appear in games two and three. So he did not start a single game of the series. So for you know for that to happen to me, I kind of feel like Donaldson, after not starting on Friday and not starting on Saturday, went in there to talk to Boone. I did hear that it got heated in there. Eventually, they walked out, you know, on the same page, but. We know Donaldson's a fiery guy, and Donaldson is not afraid to start, you know, to start some ruckus, you know, whether it's his own club or, you know, the other team. So, like, for me, I feel like Donaldson was pissed because Donaldson has been given, you know, this leeway this whole time that he's the starting third baseman, and for him to not start two games in a row is not just an off day. Like, two games in a row is two games in a row. Like, that's, you know, that means you're getting benched. So, and then, you know, for, for that to happen... And then him still not start on Sunday, to me, is eye-opening. So it's kind of contradictory because they're obviously telling you within the lineup that 
they'd rather go with IKF and DJ right now at third. But then Boone goes out to the media and says that he's, you know, the third baseman, and he's going to play a lot for us, and, you know, they're on the same page. So it def- definitely, like, you know, like, both sides of the coin. I don't really know how they genuinely feel about Donaldson. I kind of feel like some of the stuff they talk about is BS, but obviously, like, right. back and forth, and I very weird. So, wait, so you, do you think Donaldson sticks out? Because, I mean, this is now probably the fifth time that they've, they've, com- they've come out and said, he, we want him to play, he's going to play. I mean, eventually, that's going to have to stop being the message if he's not going to produce. Like, I, and, and I understand everyone's going to say, well, he hasn't produced, and they still continue to say it. And I understand that, but we haven't seen yet in the Donaldson era them do what they did this weekend, where they don't start him any of the games. So, for me, I do feel like they are starting to maybe come to a standstill where you know they they want him to you know they want him to be the third baseman because they like the defense and they like when he's on. They do like what he brings to the plate offensively, but we just haven't seen that. And I mean, IKF wasn't very good offensively in the series, but they 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 showed you that they are more confident right now having IKF get those at bats than Donaldson. And I think that is very telling. I think that might be you know a sign of you know the organization maybe starting to turn the page on Donaldson in terms of you know how they see him, unless they're just bullshitting us this whole time and they haven't believed this this whole time, like we like we felt. Now that I'm not sure, but. Or maybe the fact that they just—I don't know. Want to? I don't, they could just be resting him for the week just to give him a mental break. I don't know. We do. I mean, they, they do bash the shit out of him every single game. So it's like, I don't know. Give him a break. Yeah, um, I mean, the, I mean, yeah, he was getting booed. So you know, we we, we saw in the Mariners series every single time he made it out, he, he was getting booed. So it could have been something like that. I mean, they did that. You know, on the other side, they did with Hixie. Queens with Vogelback. They gave him, you know, I think like a full week of mental health. You know, Showalter came out and said that. And he had Vogelback had a huge week when he came back, so I guess that could be a possibility. But I'm not sure I buy that. If you, you know, I could see why you could buy that, and I could see why that, you know, could be a possibility. But I'm not sure if I'm going to buy that. But it also, and I mean, also the, it's like, you know, you could also, DJ just had a good weekend. Um, so I mean, like if he continues to, you know, hopefully we sign, finally see a good DJ. Um, and like you said, with IKF, they you know maybe they they maybe they feel IKF right now because I mean he has been providing very well with the spark. Um, you know he just he didn't have a good weekend, um, both defensively and offensively. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't really know what their plan is with Donaldson. Um, you just have to. I mean, maybe you had maybe maybe it's time to move on. They finally realize because now DJ kind of has a hot hand with the bat. Uh, he's had some, he's put down some pretty good swings. Um, and yeah, I mean, IKF has been, I mean, IKF has been fine. So, I don't know. It, it was a, it was a real weird situation, really really distracting situation as well for no reason. I feel like, um, yeah, but that was interesting. I feel like there's been just a very unnecessary drama between this, and that just, I don't know. It kind of bothers me a little bit because it's like, I get it. I mean, I feel like I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't alive for this for George, obviously. So I don't know how it was then. I don't know if there was exactly this type of drama where there probably was worse. I don't know, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, this I don't know. This is just unnecessary. I feel like this is just like it's not even like it's not even like anything that makes sense. It's just like it just I don't know. It doesn't even need to happen. I totally agree. It, it makes no sense for us to be worrying about this and for them to be giving us a reason to be worrying about this because here's the bottom line: right now, your offense isn't producing your best your best players out. 
the third baseman should be the guy who's hot. Like, I don't care who it is, and Donaldson's not hot right now. So we're seeing DJ, like you said, you know, maybe start to, you know, heat up. We'll see. Like, I need to see a little bit more, but that's it. Like, for me, like, that should be it for Donaldson right now because Donaldson is not the guy who's producing the most at third base right now. And when your team is struggling offensively, I feel like that should be the only priority. But instead, you know, we're worrying about coddling a 38-year-old, you know, former MVP. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, if, if you're not producing, then you're not playing into, you're, Then you're not playing every day. If DJ's going to produce, it's DJ. If IKF's going to produce, fuck it, I don't care. It's IKF then. I, that's fine with me. But the fact that, you know, like, this isn't a young player. We talked about this, you know, on the last podcast. Like, some of the comments sounded like it was, like, coddling young players when it, these are veterans. I just don't understand it. Like, you don't need to coddle Josh Donaldson. Donaldson is a former MVP. The guy's hit at this level like a lot like like a like most people have never been able to like this guy understands obviously that he's not producing right now so like for me i just i don't understand the comments like i I don't understand why we're talking about this and i totally agree I, i i find that it's like kind of annoying and really distracting to you know the actual baseball that's going on right now because the yankees go out and get a huge win a huge comfort behind win and we start game three talking about donaldson who didn't even play in this game yeah it, yeah, it does suck. Um, really unfortunate that it has to come down to this because I mean, he's not even like, it's not even like a player that we should be worrying about this at all because he's just been absolutely useless. And I don't know, I don't know when they'll get the message, but whatever. Uh, I mean, that was the drama before Game Three. Um, who knows if Donaldson will keep playing? We'll see what. Uh, we'll see if he um comes up in the Oakland series coming up. But uh, let's get into Game Three. Yeah, how about the drama within Game Three? I feel I feel like that is a little bit of better drama to be talking about. It is, it is definitely. We'll start with Cole. I mean, Cole was not good. Cole didn't have it, and this is a really good lineup. I know Sevy and Clark made the lineup look, you know, kind of mediocre in the first two games of this series. But believe me, like this Rangers offense is one of the best in baseball. This team can score runs. So, you know, Cole obviously didn't have it. Flash on the broadcast. I think it was like the second or third batter of the game was like, yeah, Cole does not have it today. And it was pretty obvious. So honestly for him to, you know, go out and battle, give us four and two thirds, you know, keep it to three runs. He gave up seven hits. Obviously it wasn't good. And I don't want to sound like I'm babying Cole, but I, I don't remember if it was John Smoltz or if it was somebody else, but I heard, I heard some broadcaster once say that as a starter, you're going to have, five starts a year where you can't be touched your stuff looks absolutely perfect you're going to have five starts where you have nothing and then every other start is going to be somewhere in the middle and I just feel like one of these this start on Sunday was one of those you just had absolutely nothing and that's what I saw from Cole I saw like absolutely nothing from him but you know for him to at least you know be able to keep it so it wasn't a blow up and you know to keep us in the game to eventually allow us you know to give us the opportunity to come back in this game I don't want to. I'm not going to give him props, but I'm not going to kill him for the start either. Yeah, it just wasn't his best. It wasn't his worst. I mean, uh, he just got hit around. I mean, what nine hits he gave up, um, and um, seven strikeouts. The strikeouts were high. I mean, that is really the strikeouts bailed him out. Um, that's the thing about Garrett Cole, strikeout pitcher. Um, he knows how to get out of jam sometimes. Um, but um, you know, another home run off Cole. He's he's susceptible to the home run, so. You know, not as not not Derek Cole's best, but uh, a finally a finally good come from behind, come from behind win uh, from the offense on players that stepped up. Uh, 
you know, we could talk about, I mean, Bader stepped up. Um, he's been doing that since, you know, he's been playing. Um, Stanton had a great swing, um, got an RBI, and that kept us going in the uh, in the ninth. And also, DJ's, once again, DJ's had some good swings as well. Um, so, yeah, pretty I good love, offensive showing. I loved that DJ swing. That was, to me, like a, a classic DJ swing, taking it the other way, ripping it into the gap. To me, that was a great swing. And, and with the Stanton one, I kind of I kind of knew that he was going to do that when they when they intentionally walked Rizzo right in front of him because like Stan Stan's a guy and yeah. like that's disrespectful to like to intentionally walk the guy in front of him and say you know what we don't want to pitch to Rizzo we want to pitch to you and you know obviously for Texas it makes sense because Stan has a little like he can touch a baseball you know in the series but I feel like it was like disrespectful and I almost like I knew as soon as they intentionally walked Rizzo that Stan was going to come up and get a hit. Because I, I just with the, with the intentional walk right before it, but yeah, great great swing from him. DJ started to look a little bit better in this series, and a huge hit for Bader. I mean, Bader's hit was the big one. I mean, I just continues to, to have big moments with his team. And it wasn't started up um, till Anthony Volpe really started it up. Um, not that it. I mean, he's had his 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 ugly at bats are ugly, but his good at bats are good. I mean. You know, he has the power. We see it. Um, you know, obviously he's a he's a he's good on the base pass, but his, I mean he's he's been working his he's his walk rate's been a little bit better, um, just a little bit. But his strikeout rate has also been higher. So, um, you know, still a little bit of an interesting stretch for Volpe. But he, I feel like since since that adjustment, he's not been he's honestly not been his absolute worst. Oh yeah, definitely. Um... I mean, the rest of, you know, the game offensively, I mean, not too much going on. It was really that eighth inning where, you know, we had all the offense, you know, really coming from behind. And the, the other big thing in this game was the bullpen because, obviously, we said that Cole didn't have it. He only went 4.2, which, like, at, like, at, like Aaron Boone does not plan the bullpen to have to get that much, that many outs on a cold day like you just don't plan for it Cole's always going five at least five so like for him to go four and two-thirds you know Cordero came out and, and bailed out Cole you know directly Ramirez got out of a jam Marinaccio and King all of them look good and the bullpen once again showed why they had the best ERA in baseball because they're the second biggest reason why we won this game yeah 100% man and Jimmy Cordero he's uh he's had uh really honestly a really good stretch um I feel like he's been Kind of a more of a reliable reliever now, um, in his most recent um, outings. So that's uh, that's pretty good to see that. And I feel like the bullpen just once again hats off to them. They've really been rounding everything out. Um, you know, Nick Ramirez once again shows up, and you know he does good this time. But Nick Ramirez showed up. We got a little bit of a taste of everyone um, this weekend. So that's uh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good to see the bullpen come through and. I mean, I feel like that's the biggest. I feel like that was the really the biggest highlight of this weekend, which is how good the pitching was. I mean, you know, that was our biggest concern was, um, you know, this already depleted offense and how this pitching is going to respond to a great offense we're going against. Um, so I mean, it just really kind of shows that this off or the 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 pitching is not the problem. It's just the offense. You know, I, obviously you're going to have your couple blowups, but it's you know, pitching is the pitching's fine. You know. Um, you know, we had a bad stretch of Sevy. Hopefully, that's hopefully this past start was the was the step in the right direction. But 
the pitching's not the problem. It's just the offense needs to be, figure it out, and who knows if they can without Judge. But I mean, we saw very positive. We saw a couple positives um, in this weekend, and that's that's good. Oh, I mean, definitely, definitely some things to build on. Hopefully, you know, there there was a couple guys in this series that got a, you know, had had some hits that you know we've been dying to get going so maybe that's you know the beginning of them we talked about dj and stan a lot rizzo had a couple of hits in this series we didn't talk about him as much he still had a couple bad at bats but you know hopefully he's starting to you know turn into the right direction obviously we won't see donaldson because donaldson doesn't play billy mckinney dude 320 average a 346 on base a 660 slugging and a 1.006 ops billy mckinney for the new york yankees is one dotting right now I mean, oh, yeah. it's absolutely insane. I just, I had to, I had to throw that out there because if, if two years ago I said Billy McKinney was one dotting, you know, to somebody, you know, within the baseball circle, they would think I was crazy. And yeah. for, him to, for him to be one dotting right now, just nuts. Yeah, I mean, it's huge because, I mean, once again, only Trout Fielder on this roster. Um, you know, what would we be without his presence right now and I kind of you know I, I felt that from the start I felt like he just had a good presence when Judge was out and then you know everyone was saying he'd be back before the Mets series and then he wasn't so then you know McKinney McKinney has been providing very well and that just that kind of honestly I feel like he's going to just stick around for the rest of the year I don't know I, I do I know there's that I know everyone has those month stretches that could just those one month wonders but I don't know. I feel like he's provided really well, and I've, 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 enjoyed, I think everyone's enjoyed McKinney. Oh yeah, I mean, I, 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 I tend to agree. I mean, I th- obviously you have to see because everybody's already forgot about you know Frenchy Cordero, who you know carried this offense for two weeks too. But there are things yeah, about McKinney's game that do warrant him to continue to stay on the roster because he is a valuable you know defensive outfielder. He could do you know, different things. Cordero was just, you know, just a power guy pretty much. So yeah. I, I see what you're saying, and I, I tend to agree. If, if he's going to continue, you know, to at least play well in the outfield and put up, you know, competitive at-bats like he has been, I, I could see him definitely. Right. I, I honestly disagree. Well, I mean, not that you were really comparing, but, I mean, Franchi Cordero, I think, is a bad example. I, I mean, he was like, yeah, only had really homers. So yeah. He only had a few homers. I mean, nothing really. I mean, he, I think he was just clogging the DH as well. I mean, it's... well, yeah, that that's that's the reason that I see that it you know could be different. Like, because yeah, Cordero. I mean, Cordero doesn't bring you anything else on the roster except offense. So if he's not going to go, then he's useless. But if McKinney is going to slow down, there are other aspects in McKinney's game that can help out this roster. So yeah, no. it also depends on you know who what other bench pieces they decide to you know hold on to because I mean. I mean, you know, if they Pat, have IKF on the on the bench, they don't need another center fielder. So, uh, right, but <laughs> well, I don't know, not really, but <laughs> uh, I don't know. But that was a, that was a pretty cool weekend. Um, we're now four and a half back of Baltimore. Um, they're playing Cincinnati uh, today at like seven o'clock, um, and then we got Oakland coming up. So that's uh, you know winning against one of the best teams in the AL to now one of the worst teams in the AL. And that's, Hey, that's all you can ask for that. Yeah. Sweep week. That's there's no, no excuses really. This is, and this is perfect because this is now we're times where, Hey, this is now time for Josh Donaldson to lift off. You know what? If you want to lift off, maybe this is how his week. I know, you know, it might be a brutal week, but we'll see what happens. If you want to lift off, have it be, have it be against a struggling team. Stanton, you need him to lift off. It'll get, it'll be against the struggling A's team. 
DJ, keep him going. He's like, you know, this is the weekend to do it, especially off of momentum coming off of, off of, um, off of Texas. And now we're putting our, and now we're back in a playoff spot in the second wild card. Four and a half back of, of Baltimore. You know, that's all the momentum you need right there. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, obviously, off day today. That Oakland series will start on Tuesday. We will be coming at you guys on Friday morning, probably. That's what we've been doing. So we should probably keep it there as long as, you know, everything lines up as it should. And if it does, we will see you guys on Friday morning to recap the Yankees hopefully sweeping the Oakland Athletics, but at the least taking two or three. If they lose that series, this is going to be a very depressing Friday morning at. <laughs> I don't think it'll happen. They're starting to play a little bit better baseball. Pitching's been great, like you said. Hopefully, Rodon, we get another good update from him between now I and the next pod. I think, I mean, I was looking at it. I think Rodon, he's, I mean, I don't know how the lineup, like how it will be lined up, but it looks like we could see a Rodon against St. Louis. I think that's next Tuesday. So... We could see Rodon very soon. I don't know when his when it, do you know when his next rehab start is? I do not. I, do I don't not. know if they're keeping him on a full five day because he didn't throw a ton of pitches. I'm not really sure mm. what they're doing with that and I didn't get that information. It might be out there. Maybe I'm just bad at researching. I didn't Oh, I mean I'm not I wasn't trying to put you on the spot right oh, there, no, man. No, I just no, yeah. No, I, I not. I'm not sure. It, I, I it would make sense for them to be keeping him on a five day. To be honest with you, I feel mm-hmm. like that's something that they would do. But I'm just not totally sure of that. Right. Because I mean, well, yesterday and then five days from yesterday, so that's what thir- Thursday. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Th- so Friday would be the fifth Friday. Day, so if and they Friday. are doing a five day schedule, he would be pitching, I believe, on Friday. Friday. Okay. All right, so then, and then, all right, and then, I don't know, so I didn't see a, I didn't see a starter lined up for Tuesday, so we'll, we don't know. We'll see if we get a, Rod, a Rodon return, um, and that's, uh, that'll be huge. It'll be a big, um, big return and a big addition back to the, uh, back to the starting rotation along with Ian Hamilton as well, but, um, big things to expect, and, uh, you gotta take two out of three out of, with the Oakland, Oakland Athletics, but, um, yeah, definitely. That's all I got. Anything else from you, Cap? I think that's it. Ran- uh, Rangers lose two or three at the stadium. Yankees still need some offensive help, but the pitching bails them out in this series. They get a couple nice hits from big guys. Hopefully, they turn the corner and they get a really nice piece of the schedule with the worst, second worst American League team and the worst National League team. Bader will hit three home runs at St. Louis, but that is for Friday morning. Zep, we will talk to you guys then. Let's go Yanks.